Hey, welcome to Socialism for All. This file is being recorded for the October 2023 edition of Socialism for All, and it's an audiobook of On the Defense of the Fatherland Issue by Lenin from 1916. If you like this video, please click like and subscribe, and consider supporting on Patreon or buy me a coffee at patreon.com slash socialismforall, or buymeacoffee.com slash socialismforall. There's links to Patreon and buy me a coffee in the video description. So this piece was first published in Pravda number 174, August 1st, 1929, but it was written in German in December 1916, translated from the German and published according to the manuscript. The source is Lenin Collected Works, Progress Publishers, 1964, Moscow, Volume 23, translated by M.S. Levin, the late Joe Feinberg, and others, HTML transcription and markup by R. Simbala, and it's in the Lenin Internet Archive within the Marxists Internet Archive. Marxists.org, thanks as usual to MIA for hosting this and thousands of other free Marxist texts. So just a quick note from me before we begin. We've done a lot of texts by Lenin from this 1914 to 1918 period or thereabouts regarding World War I, the first major inter-imperialist war. Reminder that while imperialism has a general sense in the language, in the Marxist-Leninist sense, it has a very specific meaning. Lenin wrote a book called Imperialism, The Highest Stage of Capitalism, and the title kind of says it all. Imperialism, in this sense, capitalist imperialism. Lenin said, if you were going to boil it down to one thing, was advanced monopoly capitalism. So in other words, there are stages to capitalism. There's the early phase of capitalism, which is just getting formed, and then overthrows feudalism to establish itself as the ruling order and the dominant mode of production. And there are certain political and social tasks in the course of historical development that the bourgeoisie or capitalist class has to do in order to make society run on capitalism. The creation of the bourgeois nation-state with certain democratic rights, wars of national liberation as needed, etc. But basically, after capital does those things, sets up the national borders, builds the home market, it gets saturated at some point because this is a moving target. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. You can't analyze capitalism as an isolated static thing. It is a dynamic process that is connected in a web of causality over time with everything else in the system. So when that building of the home market is complete, eventually at some point it becomes saturated and capital needs to look outside its borders to continue its exploitation, to keep profits up. So the exporting of capital becomes a major feature. By this time internally, the type of capitalism has also changed. Production tends to get very consolidated, so large monopolies emerge. Trusts, or what we would call multinational corporations. A military-industrial complex. Finance capital, which is basically the merging of financial and industrial capital. So these are some of the hallmarks of imperialism, the highest stage of capitalism. And so as different countries reach this stage, they compete with each other over the right to exploit other countries. So that competition and the associated negotiations and bargaining will happen diplomatically, but sometimes it spills over into armed conflict. At that point, the Marxist position is not to support the imperialists in those wars, because ultimately it is the workers who fight the wars, but to turn the war for the imperialists into war against the imperialists for social revolution, in other words, class struggle. So what Lenin was writing about the Second Socialist International around this time was the great opportunistic sellout of the working classes of Europe by the supposedly socialist Marxist parties of Europe and leaders like Karl Kautsky. 
who at one time was a renowned Marxist and then later became the poster child for opportunism. Lenin wrote a lot of criticism of Kautsky. So as we pick up this piece, there was the slogan, Defend the Fatherland, and Lenin rejects it because this is siding with, quote, your own bourgeoisie, your country's own home capitalist class against other workers. And in this context, where this wasn't a war of national liberation, it was an inter-imperialist war for a bigger share of the loot on the global stage, well, that just isn't something that you can support from a historical materialist perspective as we strive towards social revolution. So let's pick it up there. The bourgeoisie and its supporters in the labor movement, the Grutlians, usually pose the question thus. Either we recognize, in principle, our duty to defend the fatherland, or we leave our country defenseless. That presentation is fundamentally wrong. This is how the question stands in reality. Either we allow ourselves to be killed in the interests of the imperialist bourgeoisie, or we systematically prepare the majority of the exploited and ourselves for seizure at the price of less sacrifice of the banks and expropriation of the bourgeoisie in order to put an end to the high cost of living and war. The first presentation of the question is thoroughly bourgeois, not socialist. It disregards the fact that we're living in the imperialist era, that the present era is an imperialist war, that in this war Switzerland will under no circumstances be ranged against imperialism, but on the side of one or the other imperialist coalition, i.e. will in fact become an accomplice of one or another group of the big robber powers that the Swiss bourgeoisie has long been tied to imperial interests by thousands of threads. It is of no concern whether this is implemented by a system of interrelationships and, quote, mutual participation of the big banks through export of capital, or through the tourist trade, which thrives on the patronage of foreign millionaires, or through unscrupulous exploitation of disfranchised foreign workers, etc. In short, all the fundamental tenets of socialism, all the socialist ideas have been forgotten. The predatory nature of the imperialist war is being embellished. One's, quote, own bourgeoisie is being depicted as an innocent lamb, and the case-hardened bank directors of present-day Switzerland as heroic William Tells. And furthermore, the secret agreements between Swiss and foreign banks and between Swiss and foreign diplomats are overlooked, and this incredible hodgepodge of bourgeois lies is covered up by a fine-sounding and, quote, popular phrase meant to deceive the people, defense of the fatherland. So there you go, that's the audiobook, short and sweet. Like I said, Lenin wrote a ton on this topic, not supporting either capitalist side in an inter-imperialist war, but instead turning that war into a social revolution, turning it against the capitalists. So basically there are three wrong ideas. The first one is, we need to support our capitalists. That's defense of the fatherland. That's wrong. Then there's lesser evilism. We need to support the better capitalists. No, that is also wrong. Then, thirdly, there is contrarianism. We need to support the other country's capitalists. No, that's not a concern either. So if you want more on this topic, you can look at other texts like Lenin's The Defeat of One's Own Government in the Imperialist War, Lenin's A Caricature of Marxism and Imperialist Economism, or Alexandra Kollontai's Who Needs the War, among many others. There's actually a playlist if you look up nationalism in the playlist section of the channel. There are a lot of Lenin texts in particular on this topic that we've put together. We'll leave it there for now. Thanks for listening, and thanks to the current patrons whose names are on the screen.